Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. My name is Chris. And today we're going to speak with rock and roll heavy metal legend Frankie Benali of Quiet Riot. Looking forward you to know why I'm, Me too. You know why I'm talking like a cowboy? Because of the Hollywood Cowboys. Yeah! <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've heard the record and it's, it's pretty cool, so I can't wait to uh, chat with him see what he's got to say. Yeah, it's really cool. The first song off it, uh, Don't Call Me Love, uh, or Don't Call It Love. Uh, really surprised me. I wasn't quite ready for it. It was pretty good. Yeah, and the timing with this interview, I mean, it wasn't set up that way, but the timing with this interview after his announcement yesterday of uh, pancreatic cancer is going to be uh, quite interesting. So, Well, it's so sad, but I mean, I, I, like, as far as I'm aware, pancreatic cancer is a pretty hard thing to beat. Yeah, you know? but he seems to have a so, positive attitude in the stuff I've seen, and all I can say is I know from I probably speak for every metalhead out there. We wish him the best. So, oh, absolutely. But it just goes to show, when you love metal, you keep going no matter what. Absolutely. You know, and and that's something I think everyone can take a lesson from. I you know, agree. You never stop in, until you're stopped. Right. You know, I hundred percent so, agree. Keep pushing. So yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's, let's get him on the line and see what happens. Hello. Hello, Frankie. Yes. Hey, this is Bruce Moore. I'm supposed to have a 3.30. I've got my partner online as well, Chris, Frankie. That's Frankie. Nice to meet you. I'm Chris. So I want to thank you to, I want to thank you for taking the time, especially after your announcement yesterday. And that must have been pretty hard, but I, I could speak for... No worries. From, all good. I could speak from, uh, I guess, probably most of the metal community. We wish you the best in, uh, in battling it. I truly appreciate that. Thank you. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think uh, if anyone can do it, you can do it. So let's get right into the record then. Um, now that Hollywood Cowboys is done, it's number 11. How do you feel about it? And are you satisfied with the outcome? Yeah, I'm really, really happy. Uh, one of the things I set out to do is to, is to have songs on the record that, uh, that are, um, are true to the Quiet Riot sound. You know, uh, if you want to call it hard rock or, or arena, um, arena metal whatever you want to call it and and there are songs on there like don't call it love in the blood which is the video song uh video premiere this friday october 25th uh, right. as well as heartbreak city and devil that you know uh those are very in tune with the choir ride sound but then we have heavier tracks like change or die uh and insanity and uh and even a blues song the record don't roll on so uh i'm very pleased with the way things have turned out do you um do you find it difficult? I mean, this is album number eleven now. Do you find it difficult not writing the the same songs or being coming up with fresh material? Not at all. I mean, you know, there's uh, there's a danger in in trying to repeat um, a style that you are you know known for and uh, and became famous for, um, and you know it's. It's a double-edged sword because anytime you record anything that sounds too much like something you've done in the past, especially things that we have done on the mental health record, people are going to criticize and say, "Well, you're just copying and uh, and and trying to you know trying to ride on the success of something that you did you know decades ago." Right. Uh, and then the other side of the coin is people saying, "Well, this doesn't sound anything like Quiet Riot." So, understanding that. Uh, I've always made a point of, uh, of pleasing myself first, uh, 
and if I'm successful in doing that, then hopefully other people will be pleased with the end result. Nice. What was the what was the writing process like for this record? Well, I usually start to write immediately after or shortly after uh, the previous record is recorded and delivered. So even before um, Road Range came out, um, started writing for for this particular record with my songwriting partner Neil Citron. So we we worked on on what ended up being the the twelve songs we were happy with um, over a year's period, uh, and then those songs were sent to our vocalist. Um, and he was inclined to write to five of the songs, but not inclined to write to the other seven. Uh, so I reached out to uh, to songwriters and vocalists that uh, that I respect and admire. Uh, the first one being Jacob Button, who's one of the best uh, singer-songwriters in the business. Um, so he was responsible for the lyrics and melodies uh, on Don't Call It Love, In the Blood, Heartbreak City, and Devil Janelle. Uh, and then on a couple of the heavier tracks, Change of Dire and Insanity, uh, reached out to another friend, Neil Turbin, who's, you know, a great heavy metal writer. Uh, so he was responsible for the lyrics and melodies for those. And then for the blues song, um, I enlisted another um, good friend, August Young, who I work with in uh, the Mr. Jimmy Band with Jimmy Sakurai. Um, and uh, he contributed the lyrics and melodies to that song. Uh, and Jacob sang background on the four songs he wrote to, Neil sang background on the two that he wrote to, and August on the one that he wrote to. So um, I was very pleased with the diversity of uh, style and input from uh, from some of my closest friends. Nice. That's awesome. When I was listening to the record, I was wondering, did you guys record to like a computer or did you record to tape? No, I recorded all the drums uh, analog tape. I'm like as old school as they get. Yeah. And I have a particular I have a particular drum sound um, that doesn't really um, it's not really well represented uh, if you're recording, you know, digital. Uh, so we went to tape, and then of course, you know, that went on to digital. But it still has that that old school tape sound, which I I happen to love. And it's the only way to really interpret the uh, the drum sound that uh, that I've developed and grew up with. You can hear well, the difference right heard, from the beginning. As yeah. As, as, I, as soon as I heard it, I messaged Bruce and I said, "Bruce, I think they recorded the tape. This is awesome." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's as, that's as old school as it gets, and it's becoming you know increasingly difficult to find studios that still have uh, two inch twenty four track. Uh, um, machines to work off of, uh, and I still have a stock of uh, of Virgin two inch tape. Uh, so I pull oh, wow. out and uh, and we just move forward. Nice, nice. I'm not going to geek out of it, but I just have to know: is it 499 or GP9? What are you using? Not uh, 499. Oh, nice. Love that <laughs> nerd. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're, we're we're not we're not messing around with any. We're you know regardless of any whether anybody gets it or not or notices. I notice right away. So I, I thank you for doing that. Awesome. <laughs> so Frankie, I was I was looking at the bio and it says James Durbin is on the record and Jizzy Pearl is live. Is that true? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, James uh, James quit um, almost immediately. Uh, after the record was delivered to the label ah. and the filming of the uh, of the video was done, um, and so it put me in the in the interesting position of having to 
uh, promote a record uh, with a singer that's no longer with the band. Uh, but you know, once uh, once he made his intentions aware to me, within 24 hours, I had replaced him uh, uh, with uh, with a fellow previous Quiet Riot alumni. Just hell from- yeah, 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 great. I do. Yeah, and Jizzy's great. You know, uh, like uh, like I've said many times before. I like him. I respect him. I think he's a great rock singer. I think he's got uh, a great persona, and uh, and he's a great uh, live performer. Um, and he's his own singer, and I think he brings uh, a lot to the table that is respectful to the Choir Ride legacy without trying to without trying to um, um, to copy or repeat, you know, some of the things that the late great Kevin DeBrow had done with the band. So for me, it's a win-win situation. It's respectful to the legacy, but at the same time, it's fresh. Sure. All right, I know I said I wouldn't keep you too long, but I got a quick question. So when you're doing live shows, and I know you guys do quite a few live shows, what's it like being out there now? Because you've been doing it for so long. I imagine you're seeing, like, people my age bring in their kids. So you're getting multi-generational kind of crowds, right? Yeah, you know, the, the thing that, that I'm very grateful when it comes to Quiet Riot is the fact that we've had a, a fan base, you know, going as far back as 1982 uh, that has stayed with us for decades. Uh, but I'm also seeing fans out there, uh, younger fans that weren't even born when the metal health record came out and they actually know the lyrics to the songs. Uh, right. So that's very gratifying because that means that you know, we're just not uh, a legacy act. We're we're an act that is still alive and well. Right. That's pretty cool. Awesome. So I know uh, I know you're dealing with your health problems. Are you planning on taking us on the road? Well, I'm actually going to play uh, this Saturday, October 26th, at the Whiskey with the Show. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to get green-lighted uh, from my medical team to finish out the the uh, other two shows after the whiskey for this year. Um, and I have every intention to go back out on the road in 2020. We've already accepted dates for next year. So uh, oh, yeah, nice. I'm going to keep quiet right moving forward, uh, regardless of what the situation is. What kind of, a, what's the set list going to look like? A, a good mix of old and new, or are you just sticking with more of the newer stuff? Um, well, we're, you know, I think a lot of the fans that come to, to our shows, and especially the older fans, they want to sort of, you know, recreate and, and relive um, the past and the 80s, which was such a great time in all of our lives. Uh, and I'm very mindful of that. So our set is usually comprised of most of the material off the mental health record, um, a few things off of the condition critical record, uh, something off the QR3 record. And uh, I will likely. Um, add one or two songs from Hollywood Cowboys uh, next year, uh, but I don't add any new songs until after the record comes out, and the record is not scheduled to be released until November 8th, uh, and the year is pretty much winding down now for the last quarter of the year. Sure. So we'll begin uh, we'll begin full force again uh, in 2020 with uh, classic Choir Rise songs and, uh, and possibly uh, a few songs off the Hollywood Cowboys record. Awesome. Chris, you got anything? I don't, man. I just wanted to say thanks for being an inspiration to everyone in metal, dude. Oh, that's was, very kind of you. You know, it's, uh, it's, I was, uh, I've always, I've always said that the reason the Choir Ride has continued um, this long and we continue still today is because of people like you uh, and the fans and, and that support. Because without them, there is no Choir Riot, and uh, and I'm very grateful for that. 
and I'm also incredibly grateful and incredibly touched um, with all the responses and, and all the love and prayers uh, and good wishes that I've received since uh, going public with, with my situation yesterday. Right. Um, and, and it's overwhelming in a great way, um, but also very humbling, and, uh, and I'm very grateful for that. Awesome. Yeah, I've been a long-time uh, fan. I was, I was just trying to think. I saw you guys open for Black Sabbath, I think, probably like 84-ish, like on Born Again. 1983, uh, we were promoting the Metal Health record, and they were promoting the Born Again tour, Yeah, I was... Uh, with <laughs> yep. Ian Gillen on vocals. Yeah, I saw that at the Nestle Coliseum on Long Island. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, a great tour, and it was a great package, because what it did is, you know, Black Sabbath had a predominantly male audience, which Quiet Ride wanted, right. um, and Quiet Ride had predominantly a female audience, which Black Sabbath wanted. Right. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think it, would, it worked out well for both bands. As well, a matter of fact, I just saw Geezer Butler uh, two nights ago, and uh, and once again thanked him um, for having Quiet Ride open up for them in 1983. That's so funny. That's so long ago, but I, I remember it clear as day. <laughs> Yeah, not a day awesome. goes by that I'm not grateful for, for everything that has happened uh, for Quiet Riot, even though, you know, we've had some difficult times. But everything that has happened for Quiet Riot since 1983, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. Um, and if it wasn't for the fans, I wouldn't be here now. Awesome. Thank you, Frankie. I appreciate you taking the time. Be well. Get better. Sending you good vibes and prayers. Thanks for taking the time. Don't worry about it at all. Listen, I I am ridiculously grateful for uh, for your interest in Choir Riot, so I I take that very seriously and always happy to make the time to chat with you. Awesome. You have a great day, Frankie. You as well, my friend. Thanks, man. Be well. All right, bye. What a nice guy. Holy cow. (laughs) Sorry, I I had to ask the tech question. No, I'm glad because I was trying trying to keep it light and... Well, I'm glad we got to do that, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I truly me wish him too. the best. All right, later, Thanks my friend. Thanks for listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Keep it metal. Always. All right, Cheers. I'll see you, man. Bye. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.